It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. National Security Hour. I'm Ed Huglin, your host for this evening. Today we're going to take a look at an anatomy of corruption. What we're going to look at is the Devon Archer case and the compliance, the complacent, and the complicit. What's going on here? What you're going to hear today are things you haven't heard before about the Devon Archer testimony. We'll touch on a few things you may have heard about, but we're going to take a different focus here as we always do on the National Security Hour. We're gonna take a strategic perspective on what's happening with this case, why certain things happened in the past, and where is it going? We're gonna look at the testimony and discuss what was said that's not in the press. We're gonna assess the level of complicit and compliant and corruptness between Biden's, the Department of Justice, the FBI, and members of Congress. And we're going to cover the anatomy, the anatomy of the overall architecture of what's going on here. What's the plan? What's the purpose? What's the objective here in terms of the overall Devin Archer testimony and other things going on there? We'll, 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 so we need to look specifically at the testimony. Why were the Democrat councils names blacked out? Why was Archer given full immunity back in 2020? What for? These are things we're not hearing in the press. Democrats initially tried to derail the whole testimony. Did you hear about that? Probably not. <clears throat> what's, the, what's going on with Rosemont Realty and the Burisma aspects? What's the importance? Republicans got a few questions in, but that unless you really were an insider, you couldn't really understand. There's some bad communications in the narrative. They weren't driving the narrative like they should be. Democrats questioned him Archer captured a few nuggets, and I'll bring those to you. But the Democrats in Congress also trying to cover up this stuff like another piece of Schiff, Adam Schiff, that is. So what else, is, what, what else are we learning here? We're going to go into that a little bit more. What's the hidden plan, the purpose, and the objectives of the complicit and the corrupt in the Devin Archer case? So let's start. <clears throat> let's start by taking a look at the testimony. Now, the Democrat councils came in. There are 11 people on the Democrat council size, 11. It's quite a number. There's a chief counsel for the Democrats, the minority senior counsel, a director for oversight and policy, two other councils, a summer associate, whatever the hell a summer associate is, and then five Democratic staffers. But what's interesting here that you probably didn't learn in the news is that all the names are blacked out less the primary questioner from the Democratic Council side. Why is that? You have to ask yourself, this is a public te a testimony in Congress for public record. It's being paid for with taxpayer dollars. The Democratic Councils and their 11 members of their team are all being paid for by taxpayer dollars because it's the Democrats in Congress funded by taxpayer dollars. So why are their names blacked out? Now, one should ask the questions this. What were they worried about? Were they worried about the fact that other people would take a look, that they're part of this questioning, 
and they accidentally uncovered a few nuggets, which I'll go into. And so they didn't want their names associated with this. It's very interesting. Why do they not want others to know their names? Is it because it may add fuel to the fire? So we have to ask ourselves, what's, where's the transparency here? Where's the transparency for taxpayer dollars? Now, Archer was given full immunity back in 2020. What really disturbed me about this whole Devin Archer testimony here is they rarely mention the fact that he's not only been given full immunity, but they'd say nothing. They say nothing about what he's given full immunity for. So no one's asking the basic and most obvious question here. What the hell was he given immunity for? Doesn't it make sense? If it's full immunity, why did the Department of Justice then threaten him to send him to prison before his testimony to Congress? Now, the DOJ backed down on that because they saw the optics. The optics were very bad, as they have been already for the Department of Justice. <clears throat> Why did the DOJ and FBI threaten all? Witness intimidation? Tampering? These are felonies. These are felony offenses. The obstruction of justice is a felony offense. Was there threat? Can their threat be read as an obstruction of justice? I think so. This was back in 2020. So what exactly is the scope of his immunity? It was on October 2020 when the controversy first emerged involving data from the laptop that belonged to Hunter Biden, which was abandoned in a computer shop in 2019. Now, remember, this was before the presidential election. The FBI knew it was Hunter's laptop. They knew it was real, but they began the cover-up back then. And that's when you had the 51 former Intel senior executives across leaders of the intelligence community, DNI, CIA, and others, come out and say this was Russian propaganda. Okay, all lies. Now, four years later, we find out the drug, the cocaine, the Russian hookers, the indecent, indecent pictures with minors suggesting abuse, child abuse, and pedophilia, and emails about the business deals, the big guy, the voice recordings with Biden and, and his son. And the videos involving uh, Joe Biden, I mean, uh, Hunter Biden. So they've had this now for damn near four years. What, what the hell's going on? What is the agreement between the Department of Justice, the FBI, and Devin Archer? This, these are critical questions to understand. And this is why Congress needs to go ahead and call, call the Attorney General, call the Director of FBI, and ask them in an open hearing to explain the degree of what immunity Devin Archer got and why, why he has this full immunity now for almost four years. So Democrats, Democrats, and I'm reading the transcript, so you don't have to read the full transcript. Most of it's rather boring for the, for the most part. There's a few nuggets in there, which I'll get into. But most of the Democrats, initially, when they started a, a testimony off, the deposition off, tried to derail the whole testimony with a bunch of objections up front. You didn't hear about this. The Democrats stated, well, the committee Republicans provided committee Democrats with the same quote 24 pages last night. The vast majority of these appear to be emails which are not part of any committee records previously provided to committee Democrats. The committee Republicans have not provided committee Democrats with the quote highlighted transactions of the 260 pages for RSB LLC records. We find ourselves in a transcribed interview with scopes and limits we had no input to. Wah, wah, wah. 
whine, whine, whine. But the Republicans, to their credit, shut them down. Said this isn't a court of law. This isn't a justice. This isn't a hearing. This is a deposition. And they laid out the rules ahead of time. The Republicans got two hours worth of questions. And then the Democrats, if they wanted to. So let's take a look at what happened in the testimony. Rosemont Realty and Burisma. Devin Archer said that Rosemont Seneca Bohai was set up to hold an equity in Bohai Harvest Rosemont Partners to set up the fund for Burisma. To which then Devin Archer started getting paid in April 2014, $83,000 a month. Hunter Biden also received his Burisma board payments into the Rosemont Seneca account. Seneca account. Hunter Biden had previously, to coming on the board, developed a relationship with Vadim, the CFO of Burisma, and Mikola, the owner of Burisma, to which Devin Archer was not privy to those discussions. But in the testimony, he noted such, and that where Hunter was asked to come onto the board. So I have to ask, why didn't the Republicans ask any questions about why and how Hunter was involved, how they actually came about this? <clears throat> Probably because Devin Archer wasn't privy to those discussions. But these are further questions I need to ask. When did Hunter Biden start these relationships with Burisma? So the Republicans asked it was $83,000 a month that were deposited into the account for Burisma Holdings. Was that what you were paid? Was it a million dollars a year? Devin Archer said it was. So from a board perspective, it was a million dollars per year on the board contracts. So Devin Archer was kicked off the board. It says previously on page 18 of the testimony. But there were no questions on why he was kicked off the board. I was somewhat confused about that. I would wonder why they didn't ask and why he was kicked off the board. So at some point, at some point, they questioned, when you ran into federal troubles, Hunter Biden started to receive his money in a different account, correct? Devin Archer said yes, because this got shut down. So you can see during the whole process, federal investigators were looking at some aspects here, but they moved the money. They moved where if he's getting paid. Hunter was getting paid $83,000 a month, $1 million per year, starting in the third or fourth month of 2014. So they asked Devin Archer, how long did he work for Burisma, to your knowledge? And Archer responded that as far as late May, May, July, like summer 2016, and he said, but, you know, obviously aware that he worked for Burisma. I don't know when the end of his tenure was. It was later. I believe, I believe maybe several years later. <clears throat> but there were no follow-up questions to the actual date. So maybe they had it already. But in the narrative they're bringing to the public, they need to bring this stuff out. So Republicans' questions got a few nuggets. But unless, you, again, you read into the whole aspect of what was going on in soup to nuts detail, you couldn't get the full picture of what's going on with the testimony, with the deposition. The question was, the announcement of my guys coming, upcoming travel should be characterized as part of our advice and thinking. But what will you, will you say and do is out of our hands. In other words, it could be really a good thing or could end up creating two great expectations. We need to temper expectations regarding that visit. So this is a question quoting some from the different materials the House Republicans got. And Devin Archer says that, yeah, I believe yes. He says that he thinks he's referring to his dad. And the average person would refer to their dad as dad. 
or father, but not as my guy. So here we see initially in the testimony, the subtleties, the cover-up, in the hiding and what's already going on with this influence peddling, <clears throat> and in my mind, treason. And Devin Archer goes on to say, and so in reading this, can you tell me what you believe Hunter Biden was getting at when he was referring to his dad? My guy's upcoming travel should be characterized as part of our advice and thinking. So this is a question of Devin Archer. Okay. Archer says the value was the value was that Hunter Biden brought to it was having, you know, there was theoretically the corp corporate governance, but obviously given the brand, given the brand, that was a large part of the value. I don't think it was a sole value, but it was a key component of the value. So this is interesting, the testimony here. So they asked him, well, you keep on saying brand. By brand, you mean the Biden family? And the Ar Devin Archer said, correct, exactly. So these are the key nuggets out of the transcript that I'm bringing to you so that you don't have to read the whole thing. But we're going to talk about this in terms of where does this lead and stuff in a few minutes. Mr. Archer, the request, you know, said, he said, basically, the request is like, can DC help? But they were not, you know, I'm not going to say they were not like specific, you know, can you help the big guy? Can the big guy help? It was always sort of amphorous, can we get help in DC? So Jim Jordan on the hearing, he was one of the questioners asked, the quest, request was to help get help from the United States government to deal with the pressure they were under from the prosecutor that entailed the risk of freezing assets in the London Bank going in the Ukraine. Was that the, was that the case? And Devin Archer said, correct. Archer said, you know, soft lobbying help, firm lobbying help. I mean, Archer said there was a constant, you know, constant pressure on them there are various service providers hired and people working on the issue in D.C. A lot of power is obviously flexed there. So what he's highlighting here is they had a number of lobbyists in D.C. working for them as well. So the media question I have on this and congressional folks should have asked. Were those lobbyists registered as foreign agents? And if they weren't given Paul Manafort went to jail for that, why aren't they investigating that and then persecuting and prosecuting every single one of them? So Mr. Biggs asked, so why do you think they were asking Mr. Biden for D.C. help? If they had, I'm assuming, as you're saying, they had some lobbying retainers already. <clears throat> now, Archer comes back and says, but, you know, Hunter spoke to his dad every night. And so in certain circumstances, when you're in, you know, if his dad calls him at dinner and he picks up the phone, there's a conversation. And it's a general conversation about the weather, you know, it's like Norway or Paris or wherever it may be that they're at. But here's where, again, so when does Biden know to call his son for dinner? Just out of the blue? So we take a look at the dinner with the Chinese CCP member. And the question from the congressional Republicans are, do you, do you recall other times where Hunter Biden placed his dad on a speakerphone? And Devin Archer said, in Beijing at, you know, some restaurant. I don't remember, I don't remember the specifics. This was just, it was not, it was not, you know, especially with the time zone difference. There was, you know, there was meetings with his dad where his dad would call and he would be talking to him or put him on speaker. And so this is very interesting. So th this is what the reason I bring this up is because the Chinese CCP members involved in this, giving millions to the Biden. And they asked him, Devin Archer said, well, uh, in one dinner, 
based on a Four Seasons discussion in Georgetown, Georgetown, Washington, D.C., we're under pressure. We need to go. We need to talk to Hunter is what his partners and his briefs were asking. So Jim Jordan asked, so you go out after drinks afterwards? And then uh, Archer says, then Hunter went to Four Seasons. That was, and he met, you know, with his friends. One was a manager and used to be in Georgetown. And later that evening, he didn't know the specific time. They met with Vadim Slodzewski and Archer himself. They went out and they were dealing and talking about what happened there. There were conference calls on that particular night where we talked around the table. And on that call, he said, I was not in earshot, uh, earshot of that call. <clears throat> but question was then, just five days later after that dinner, Vice President Biden at the time made his trip to Ukraine and made his anti-corruption speech. And that's also where I believe he then held hostage to $1 billion. It's just amazing what you keep on hearing here and what's going on here with this whole hearing. And this, these are things that you're not going to hear anyplace else. So we're going to continue with this in just a minute when we come back. But all of our shows go to podcasts on a daily basis after broadcast is here, heard here on talk radio, AmericaOutloud.news, and the American Outloud Talk Radio Network. They're on Spotify, Stitcher, and Pandora on iHeart Podcast and many more. Be sure to subscribe and rate the shows on Apple Podcasts for me. We'll be right back. We wouldn't go a day without washing our hands, brushing our teeth, and washing our nose. Well, wait, we wash our nose? Yes, the number one place where bacteria, viruses, and pollen enter the body is through the nose. So the average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for bacteria, viruses, and irritants to get into your nose and make you sick. For an extra layer of protection, wash your nose with Clear. That is Clear, X-L-E-A-R. Clear's drug-free nasal spray features xylitol, an ingredient proven to block adhesion of many nasty bacteria and viruses, and effectively clean, not just rinse like a saline, but wash your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. Read the research studies for yourself at clear.com. That's X-L-E-A-R.com. Protect yourself from the pathogens and junk you breathe. Pick up a bottle for you and your family today. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. You've heard Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company discuss the harmful effects of spike protein in your body. And now they found the solution. The miracle enzyme natokinase. Their spike support formula contains natokinase, the most compelling and scientifically supported approach to safely clear spike protein out of the body. What's more, spike support is optimized with other all-natural, non-GMO ingredients, like dandelion root, to help prevent spike protein from binding to your cells. Everyone should take daily spike support so you can feel your best. America Out Loud listeners can go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. 
For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Welcome back to the NAS Security Hour. Today, we're looking at the anatomy of corruption. We're talking about the Devin Archer testimony and where that's leading, what that means, and things you haven't heard in the press, you haven't heard in the mainstream media, or even on the major networks in some cases. Some of it you may have heard, so we'll touch on a few other points here. In the spring of 2015, there was a dinner at Cafe Milano. And this is where, after that meeting, Yelena Petrina, the Russian oligarch, wired $3 million to Hunter. And they asked about Joe Biden. The congressional Republicans asked, he arrived, Joe Biden, you know, sometime after we started. And Devin Archer said, yes. He came to the dinner, we ate, and kind of talked about the world. I guess the weather, and then everybody left. You know, so this is interesting. Every time Devin Archer's asked about his conversation with Joe Biden and stuff like that at the dinner table. It's always about the weather. Who the hell talks about the weather when you're with Russian oligarchs and other millionaires from Kazakhstan, from China, the CCP, or from Burisma? You know, this is this is obscene. You know, that the, the, and the congressional Republicans didn't really press them on that. It's always about the weather. Well, they always talked about generalities and the weather. I mean. Do you talk about the weather for an hour? Come on now. So there has to be more there. They have to do some more digging there. What the hell is Devin Archer hiding? What is it the questions they haven't asked them? Now, they had some parameters on this deposition beforehand. So one of the questions Republicans asked, well, how many times would you say that Hunter Biden put his father on a speakerphone? And Devin Archer said, well, he spoke every day. He acknowledged that they spoke every day. And in my whole partnership, he probably put him on speakerphone about 20 times. So what's interesting here is you have Joe Biden, who is already known to be a liar about a number of other things, who then lies about not talking to his son about his business things. How can he, when he talks to his son every single freaking day, not talk to him about what his business dealings are? I mean, there's only so much weather to talk about, whether you're in D.C., Moscow, or other places. So he's talking to his dad every day, and he's not talking to him about business. That's really hard, hard to believe. So the question goes on. If you're in a professional meeting, and you're meeting with foreign business leaders, or whoever it may be, and you just play your dad on a speakerphone on the table, isn't that a bit odd? Isn't it? That's a little, little odd. I mean, it's... It's not on. I mean, it's, it's quite obvious what they're talking around is what Devin Archer said. And, and he agreed. And he said, that is a little odd. It is quite obvious, though, of what they're talking around. Okay, so they're talking around, again, why is Biden on the phone call? Why is he making these dinner phone call conversations? So they asked him, what are you talking about? And the answer is, well, I think at the end of the day, part of what was delivered is the brand. I mean, it's like anything, you know, it's like Jamie Dimon's son or any CEO. I think that's where the talking about is useful. It's that there was the brand. 
the brand was being delivered along with other capabilities and reach. So obviously they didn't just talk about the weather. Mr. Biggs from Congress asked, did you or your partners design or seek to influence politically or help raise capital for your business? Devin Archer discussed having, you know, an understanding of DC and that was differentiating component of us being able to raise capital. So we would, it wasn't as, you know, as specific as, okay, you know, just down to the individuals or, you know, the vice president's son, but obviously again, the brand carried. So after this meeting, okay, in Georgetown, Hunter Biden got $142,000 from the Kazakhstan guy to buy his brand new Porsche. But this is very interesting. This is very interesting. And there's a point in the conversation, in the deposition, which didn't come up in the press also. <clears throat> now, Hunter Biden got kicked off a different board. They didn't go into specifics about it in the testimony on page 74. And they asked him, why was Hunter Biden kicked off the board? And Devin Archer said, I think he stepped off at some point, probably after Schweitzer's. And this probably refers to Peter Schweitzer's book, Secret Empires. And Devin Archer says, I think that may have been the catalyst. So here, Biden's peddling influence, bringing his dad in. And everybody knows it's about the brand. But then at the same time, he's on another board. And the Fed starts snooping around based on Peter Schweitzer's books and the politics too, too hot. So in one of those daily phone calls, in one of those daily phone calls every day, how many daily phone calls did it take for President Biden to get it through to his son to get off the board and leave that money behind on the table? Very interesting. <clears throat> now, the Democrats had a few questions for Archer. They captured a few nuggets. So Mr. Goldman, the other piece of chef I talked about up front, the one who's sort of playing the whole thing as this was not necessarily a big deal with the testimony. He asked, at the time, at the time, what did you know Hunter Biden's profession to be? Devin Archer said, well, he introduced himself as, you know, a DC advisory business guy. He's going to have to leave lobbying or he left lobbying. I forgot at the time. And he shifted from lobbying to advisory. Well, again, lobbying to advising. He's dealing with foreign governments. Now, I talked about this a couple of years ago, back in 21. There's federal statutes and law, U.S. Criminal Code Title 18, that you have to register as a foreign agent for these types of things. I mean, they did the Gestapo raid on Paul Manafort and put him in jail for this. But the FBI has now had this almost four years. So what the hell's going on? <clears throat> so Goldman asked, well, on this, does this refresh your recollection, this email? He showed apparently an email as to whether or not you heard him say to you either in writing or verbally as you look at this document. And, and Devin Archer said, yeah, he was. Yes, yes, he was. He was very, very cognizant of his name and his brand and would talk about it. So here, again, Hunter's through Devin Archer is saying Hunter is admitting he's talking about the brand. He's known about the brand. So Goldman goes on and asks the question, the scope, the scope of what he can and cannot do, and that he cannot inter, intervene directly with domestic policymakers and need to abide by the FARA, that's a, uh, that's a uh, registration act I was talking about, and any US, U.S. laws in the strictest sense of the board. Was that your understanding of both his approach and Burisma's understanding as well? Devin Archer said, I would say, I would say yes to the first part of the question. 
the first part of the statement, yes, I think Barisma was constantly looking for more. And it kind of speaks to a little bit to other other than email that he uses exhibit earlier they talked about. There was an element that he's always trying to avoid that overlap, that issue, okay, and trying to prove his value. So it was the this element like signals. Again, he's sending signals. So here again, you have someone lobbying on behalf of a foreign government, not registered foreign agent. The FBI's had this and DOJ's had this now for four years. Okay. And Mr. Schwartz from the same group, Democrats, said, your reference to the name and brand, what you mean is he had to be scrupulous about not violating the law because that would be, Mr. Archer said, right. That's why I refer to the brand. So here, here again, advisory? No, he's directly lobbying different people with these lobbyists in D.C. for money for the Bidens based on how I read this transcript. And Mr. Golden mentions, you mean Joe, Joe Biden is not the D.C. team? And Mr. Archer says, right, the D.C. team were lobbyists, the brand of the Bidens. So you have... It's a very interesting nuance in this testimony. The brand of the Bidens carried forward to also the lobbying team. Okay, but they need to ask more questions about this. And again, as I said before, who are the lobbyists? What were they talking about? So the next question was, so based on everything you saw and heard and observed, did you have any knowledge of Joe Biden having involvement with Barisa? Barisma? And Devin Archer's answer was no. My only thought is that, like, I think Parisma would have gone out of business if it didn't have the brand attached to it. That's my, like, my honest opinion. So here, he, he's being very frank. And you didn't hear this probably in the news. It said he's being very frank. And then, then they asked him, uh, the, the congressional Democrats, you're just talking about Hunter was on the board. Mr. Archer replied, it was able to survive as long as it did. Because of the brand, because of the brand. Now, remember, on on one occasion, two $5 million payments were wired to the Bidens. And so the Democrats asked, based on your knowledge, including your work for Maurice's board, with Mayakola Solkiewski and others in Burisma, does this allegation strike you as credible? Meaning the allegation that there were two $5 million payments. And Archer says, I think, I think the agent explains it pretty well on the bottom. So it must be dealing with the, the, but the credit and signals, it's like sending a signal. So basically he's saying yes, but he didn't have access to the specific documents. So all this is very interesting. <clears throat> you have the brand being sold, you have influence and you have lobbying from a DC lobbying group. Who the hell's on the lobbying group? Uh, what other Biden associated fellows and lawyers on this lobbying group? So now let's take a look at the next question I laid out. This uh, next section. Let's assess the level of the complicit and corrupt. The Biden is the FBI, Department of Justice, and Congress. So what else are we learning here? So the emails from the infamous Hunter Biden laptop show that he and his business associates once told Ukrainian energy firm Burisma to remove a picture of Vice President Joe Biden from the website. Did you hear that in the news media? Not until recently in the Epic Times, he didn't. Okay. In May of 2014, an email exchange showed that Eric Sherwin, a business associate of Hyden Biden, 
and firm Rosemont Seneca Partners was contacted by Vice President Biden's counsel and asked to remove the photo of Devin Archer and the vice president that was on Burisma's website. Now, talk about influencing peddling. You've put up pictures of the vice president, which, of course, insinuates you have these ties to the vice president. And so the Bidens had their lawyers call up and told them to take it down. But how did they know about this? How did they know this stuff was on the website if he's not talking to his son about the business deals, if he's not following his son about the business deals? Now, what they ought to call in, they ought to call on the counsel for the price president Biden and ask him, how the hell did you learn about this stuff on the website? And how did you know about that enough to be able to call him up and ask him to take it down? These are key questions. So this is part of the assessment of the level of the complicitly and corrupt. <clears throat> so we take a look at a Washington Times article here. And something really smells bad here. So I talked about this up front. Why did Devin Archer receive immunity? Schwartz, which is Archer's attorney, revealed in to, that Archer testified to a grand jury in Delaware after receiving a subpoena in December of 2020. Okay, almost four years ago. And testified pursuant to an immunity order in the grand jury. So the FBI got the laptop in 2019. They get send a subpoena to Devin Archer. They haven't come in to testify, but they got grant them full immunity. What's going on here with the Department of Justice and FBI? And you've had four years now and there's no criminal charges? What did they learn? This means the U.S. Attorney's Office in Delaware agreed to shield Archer from prosecution of illegal activity about Hunter Biden's business affairs. So if they're shielding him from foreign business dealings, what are they shielding him about? Very fishy. The Washington Examiner noted the revelation. This revelation helps explain that why no one involved in the foreign business dealing has faced charges related to foreign lobbying so far. Well, Devin Archer got the immunity, but what about his business partners and the lobbying firms in the D.C. firm? Where's the testimony subpoenas for all those folks in the D.C. firm? They're not legal counsel. They have no right to immunity, no right to protection. Congress needs to call those folks in. But you haven't heard that in the media, have you? Now, Sarah Bedford from the Washington Examiner wrote a good piece on takeaways from Devin Archer's transcript. And she's covering some of the same points. But let me highlight a few of them. Biden's attorneys intervened. Now, we talked about this at the front portion. Before Archer's testimony, his deposition with Congress, Biden's attorneys intervened and informed lawmakers that congressional staff had received a warning from Biden's attorney. Okay, what kind of warning did he receive from Biden's attorney? Is this obstruction of justice? Is Vice President Biden, President Biden's current attorney obstructing justice? What was he said? They need to call these people in and ask him, what exactly did you say? What was the threat? What was the warning? You're impeding justice here. Where's the Gestapo raids on President Biden's counsel's home to pull up the papers and find out what were they threatening? What were they warning about? Now, another point. It's pretty obvious if you're the son of the vice president. Archer told her congressional investigators that Hunter Biden's value to Burisma was his powerful family connections. 
And he said, it's pretty obvious if you're, you know, you're the son of the vice president. Well, duh. Now, here comes the unregistered foreign lobbying claim. <clears throat> Hunter Biden's faced scrutiny for this before under the Foreign Agents Registration Act. That's the FARA. Archer appeared to fuel claims of illegal foreign lobbying by noting that was precisely what Hunter was doing in Burisma. And I read you the transcripts. I read you this portion of the transcripts. So, again, Devin Archer got immunity. What about the other lobbyists in there? What about Hunter Biden himself? Now, what's also interesting here, as I mentioned up front in the testimony, in many cases, Devin Archer was very, very blasé and very bland about what they were talking about, the weather and stuff like that. But the other thing that comes out in these transcripts is that Devin Archer was left out of a lot of different discussions. So if there's nothing nefarious going on, you have the straight up business deals going on. Why is a key element, a key partner with Hunter being left out of all these business discussions? Devin Archer said, I was left out of everything. So when you see that, you know, you got to figure out the conversations alleging in Joe Biden's involvement and U.S. government involvements. What exactly was he left out of? Now, Here's a real gold nugget in this article. Okay, they came out in a Washington Examiner from Sarah Bedford. Joe Biden, there was discussion of him as vice president when he left the vice presidency joining the business, a Chinese business. The article says, in one interesting exchange with Biggs, Archer did not dispute a question about whether he and Hunter Biden discussed the possibility of Joe Biden joining one of the Chinese ventures as a paid advisor upon leaving office. Oh my God, can you go figure this? I mean, this is crazy. Now, we got to take a break here. I'm going to come right back. I'm going to cover a little bit more in terms of where's this going? What's the assessment of what's going on before we go into the final aspect of where's this leading overall? You can find out more about my show on and get all of our latest podcasts if you go to americaoutlaw.news under our shows and our schedule. You see the NAS Security Hour and a slew of other programs. Go there and check it out. We'll be right back. While the cancel culture destroys our history, bringing crime and terror to city streets, America Out Loud News will enhance its own message of love and honor for the American traditions and constitutional values that have always been the backbone of what America means life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. 
Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. And unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order, risk-free. Love it or your money back, guaranteed. HealthyCell.com, code out loud. Welcome back to the NAS Security Hour. I'm Ed Huglin, your host today. And we're talking about the anatomy of corruption, the Devin Archer testimony. What weren't you told? What's an assessment of what's going on here? And where's this leading? Where's this all leading? So as we left for the break, we're talking about Joe Biden talking about being an advisor to a Chinese company after he leaves vice presidency. Now, you got to ask yourself, here's the vice president of the United States. With all he knows from the secrets and stuff, who's now president. He's going to serve as an advisor potentially for a Chinese company. It's unbelievable. Now, when asked about this, Devin Archer said, it's not, it's not new to me. And so the admission is significant here because it leaves the door open to the possibility that prior to his 2020 presidential run, Joe Biden was eyeing a role in Hunter Biden's foreign business dealings after his second term as vice president. Now, if that doesn't smell to the level of high heaven and smell like a piece of Schiff, like Adam Schiff, okay, what does? Now, I already talked about the scrutiny that made Hunter Biden leave the Chinese venture. And then there's a bribery allegation. Archer discussed an allegation provided to the FBI that Hunter Biden and his father received favors from Burisma in exchange for their work protecting its chief executive from prosecution. And this goes back to the Form 1023. And Archer said of the Form 1023, when asked about his credibility, he said, and it's similar to, you know, Hunter Biden taking credit for his dad's visit. It's like sending a signal. So Hunter Biden, um, Hunter Biden is being, again, highlighted by Devin Archer that, yeah, this is what's happening here. Now, what else happened there? At the end of this testimony came out, and you've seen, as I've talked about before, in this ongoing domestic cognitive war, what you saw was Representative Daniel Goldman, a New York Democrat, come out and spin a false narrative, a false set of lies about the testimony. Okay. And he repeated that talking about it was just an illusion. It was just an illusion. So the leading Democrat in an article in Washington Times by Susan Ferricchio said the leading Democratic question Archer told reporters afterward that Archer delivered a nothing burger. Remember Adam Schiff? That's why I said this guy is like another piece of Schiff. Okay. He comes out completely lies. And I told you, go read the transcript yourself, but I've told you and I've reread portion of the transcript today. Okay. It's just amazing. It was all an illusion, said Representative Daniel Goldman. And he, Archer said he used that term to describe the non-role of the vice president. Now, Goldman was elected in 2022 after serving as a longtime Democratic operative. So he just got elected a couple of years ago. He's an operative. Okay. He's a progressive, radical operative and a hitman. 
He was the lead attorney for the Democrats when they impeached President Trump in 2019 of charges of abuse and power and obstruction of Congress, to which we now know was false. Those two Stalinist show trials were completely false. His efforts to pressure Archer behind closed doors unequivocally to disconnect Biden from the schemes fell flat. Archer wouldn't take the bait. So here you have four years plus of the Department of Justice, the FBI having this laptop, giving full immunity for what we don't know. Yet there's no prosecutions or follow up against the DC team, about other Hunter Biden associates or Hunter Biden himself. You have the president of the United States who after leaving vice president beforehand was talking potentially to the Chinese about coming on board as an advisory to a Chinese company under Hunter Hunter's company, the crackhead company. One has to ask for my background, being in the national intelligence community for a long time, are there any counterintelligence investigations going on? And if not, they damn well better explain why not and why not there's no arrests. I mean, for my opinion, Listening and talking to this evidence, this is pure treason. It's selling out our country. It's selling out our country and the foreign lobbying, lobbying without registration. I mean, you have a number of cases of blackmail here. The hookers, the drugs, the potential child abuse, the pedophile pictures. Okay. All those potential aspects come to play here. And when Stu, Steve Ducey just recently asked him on Fox News about this, Biden said that's a bad question. And to Ducey's credit, he came back and said, why is it a bad question? And Biden says, because it's a lie. So again, the president, I mean, you know, every time he opens his mouth, a lie comes out. Now, what's the anatomy? The last section here, what's the anatomy? What's the structure, the composition, the framework, the makeup of this overall plan? To what purpose, to what objective? Okay, so I'm going to go back to what I wrote three years ago now. In August of 2021, the Manchurian president. And at the time, I wrote, as a former intelligence analyst and practitioner with over 30 years of experience, it's nearly four decades, actually, over four decades, in national security across multiple executive departments, intelligence agencies, and defense organizations and services. My opinion is that President Biden is not only compromised, but exemplifies the ultimate Manchurian president. I also see him as a traitor to our nation, plain and simple. His actions indeed controlled by those who we do not yet see are purposely destroying our democracy, our legal system, our freedoms, our independence, and our republic. Okay, it's it's just amazing. He's working in concert with our adversaries to destroy our nation and advance their vision of tyranny ultimately to subjugate our people, okay, and cut us into predefined enclaves. One enclave for the self-anointed liberal elites who are given security protection, who are given security protection of the Department of Justice and FBI and provided wealth for these so-called socialists, okay. The other the other enclave for us, you and me, and the rest of us, the subjugated masses to be ever pitted against one another to ensure the longevity of the self-anointed elite. Now, what's interesting here in this assessment of the anatomy of what's going on here is I said this three plus years ago that I thought the Manchurian president was in fact compromised. 
the evidence the FBI has had since then, the immunity deal with Devin Archer, all that speaks to the level of compromise, the need for counterintelligence investigations at the highest levels of our government being infiltrated and what secrets are being disclosed. What secrets are being disclosed in the signal phone calls between Hunter Biden and his dad? What else did he pass from his garage? Okay, with the secure classified documents were. Okay, so there's a marionette, and it's obvious that Biden is a simple puppet. The question is, who exactly are the puppeteers? I believe it's Biden and, like his son, are both compromised by China and Russia, and they're the puppeteers. The puppeteers, we must ask, which any real reporter would ask, Mr. President, just exactly who are they? Who are they, the people you refer to? that will, will get you upset if you answer any more questions at press conferences. Remember that? How he always came across that? And he had his three-by-five cards. Oh, he said, oh, I got to leave because they'll get upset. Well, whoever, whoever his puppeteers are, they are no doubt far left, not favorable towards America, view our constitution with disdain, and look to change America forever. <clears throat> now, I look at this, and these people as commie fascists, and I've talked about this before. It's not communist. It's not fascism. Both of those are far left organizations. Look at history. So I call them commie fascists because communism and fascism are two ends of the same circle of tyranny. Now, what Biden's been doing purposely here since he got elected is, in my opinion, again, serving as the Manchurian candidate, doing the bidding of both Russia and China through a scorched America policy. With the Manchurian president feigns support for the middle class minorities in our constitution. But you've seen what he's done on a regular basis. So let's talk about a few of those things. He undermines American economic strength at every turn by purposely flooding their economy with more dollars. He advances the surveillance of our citizens by disbanding the Trump order on TikTok and lets 150 million people, American people who are on TikTok, get surveilled. He continues to undermine our position as world leader because he looks like an idiot. But thankfully, the Republicans are highlighting some of those idiot moves like pulling out of Afghanistan early, early without a contingency plan. <clears throat> Biden continually covers for China. He continually covers for China. Okay, remember, it took two years plus to get the fact that the China flu came out of the Wuhan lab. And Biden continually made excuses for that. He's purposely sabotaging our national security. Okay, he's ignoring our national security and opening their borders. He's letting the cartels in. He's letting thousands, tens of thousands of military-aged Chinese men in. People forget. He purposely infected and looked to kill Americans because he took illegal aliens crossing the border initially when he came into office, put them in the cages, knowing they were infected with COVID, creating super spreader events. Then he took those people out of the cages and he put them on airplanes in the middle of the night and he sent them around to U.S. cities. If that's not a biological chemical warfare, what else is? And then he blamed the Republicans for upticks in COVID cases in their cities and their states after he spread this infection U.S.-wide. And then he enabled to con conduct a propaganda disinformation campaign across the United States. And now we know the FBI, Department of Justice, and others all aided and abetted in this effort. 
the CIA, the OD9, others aided and abetted in this effort to subjugate, silence, and censor Americans and cover up what the truth was. Not only that, he's undermined American military strength, CRT. You got Mussolini, Millie, and autistic Austin in there. What have they done? They've destroyed the military readiness. They've destroyed the recruiting aspects, and they're trying to indoctrinate, indoctrinate our troops. They've enabled adversary aggressions across the board. I mean, there's been a number of cyber attacks, just the one recently here in our hospitals that could shut down the hospitals. They've discovered the Chinese illegal weapons lab, bio lab in California. Okay, a warehouse. How many more warehouses are there? How many more buildings are connected to that network? They continue to try to indoctrinate America. They continue to undermine the American family with this transgenderism. I'm talking about mothers as birthing person. Social policies and disintegration of black culture and independence. They continue to push that. Now they wish to broaden those policies to the rest of America. The Biden and his team bow to despots. Look at John Kerry. Look at Anthony Blinken Blinken and Janet Yellen all going to China, bowing several times to their Chinese leaders, their puppeteers. None of the Chinese bowed back, by the way. What's that tell you? Who's in charge? Where's the counterintelligence investigation? They drive inflation, chaos, and crime by defunding police. They ignore the separation of powers. They enable extreme violence by supporting BLM, the Marxists, and Antifa. It's been several years since the summer of love, and where's the rest for these people? $2 billion of damages. Remember, Vladimir Lenin said, it is necessary to secretly and urgently to prepare for terror. Think of what's coming in 2024. These people have a multifaceted plan, and they have a commie fascist army. The commie fascist army is not just the Manchurian president. It's his lemmings in Congress. It's his lemmings in his administration. And it's the light traders in his administration, who, in my opinion, are like Mallorca's, Attorney General Garland, Christopher Wray, the ODNI, and others. Now, conservatives continue to react, and it's a losing posture. They remain solely reactive. Now, these hearings are helping out some, but they have to go farther. They have to go much further in this picture. They have to go for the juggler. So what do I mean by the juggler? Anytime you go for impeachment proceedings and you get the additional requests, as Kevin McCarthy, Speaker McCarthy said, you get some additional authorities to do inquiries and look into things and investigate things. All that's fine and dandy. But the impeachment process takes a long time and, and the Democrats control the Senate. And you have now about 11 months before the next election cycles and everything shuts down in Congress. So you don't have a lot of more time. <clears throat> but you have, with all this evidence, clearly a compromised president in the White House. You have a compromised son. No doubt probably being blackmailed besides other things. You can see what he's done to our economy. You can see what he's done to our children, our school districts. And you've seen him open the border. Now you got 8 million. You have 10 million illegals here by the end of his term. They're flooding our emergency facilities, our emergency hospital facilities, our schools, our social systems, our legal systems. This is costing our taxpayers trillions in debt. And now you hear these whiners 
these whiners, these Democrat liberal progressive whiners like the mayor of New York and others complaining about the illegal immigration now. You asked for it, you got it, Toyota. Okay. Unbelievable that they're whining about this. They're only whining about it because now it's come to their backyard. So every illegal immigrant should be housed to progressive liberal Democrat districts and put in their homes, okay, and forced to have them put in their homes and have them hold them. Don't be asking other people to house illegals. But when I talk about the juggler, <clears throat> what I talk about, we got to bypass impeachment. I today am accusing the president of the United States of treason. Based on the evidence we've seen from the Hunter Biden laptop, based on the evidence we've seen from the deposition, the emails and other things. Takes two people to accuse the president of treason. And then he must be held accountable. They have to hold a public trial on treason. Okay, has to take place publicly in public courts. This needs to be done now, though. Our country cannot afford to have the Manchurian president in for the next year because what he's going to do, he's going to take out and he's going to ruin this country. And he's going to do something more crisis dramatic because he does not want to go to jail. He doesn't want his son to go to jail. And that's why he's so nonchalant taking a vacation in Delaware at the beach for a couple of weeks. Why? Because I think they've already planned out what's coming. Now, just recently, Attorney General Merrick Garland appointed a special counsel to investigate the presence of classified documents found in President Joe Biden's home. Classified documents in his home? What about the rest of this stuff? Where's the special counsel for that? So this is just disgusting. So we talked about the testimony, which you hadn't heard in the press. We talked about an assessment of what's this mean. And now we're closing. We're talking about what's the overall structure here? What's his purpose here for? And again, it's the Manchurian president's scorched earth policy in America. I'm here on the NAS Security Hour to tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. I will go outside of the fog of the daily chaos to give you a strategic perspective on NAS security issues and speak truth to power, the power of we the people, so we, we together, can best ensure the resilience and security of our republic. Thanks for joining us on the mission. The National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America.